We're going to say, baby, we're going to make some money now. Yeah. Right, cool. So, ladies and gentlemen, please stand up. And please make some serious noise for Mr. Barry. Management buyout. We ended up doing the management buyout. My agreement with him was pretty simple. 
I'll focus on sales, I'll generate income, you focus on doing the management buyout. When we do the management buyout, I get a third share of what, all, what the management is getting. And we agreed on that. And when the de deal came through, I'd taken our business from 50 million rand to 150 million rand in five years. He, uh, we merged with another company, which was also doing 150 million rand, created a 300 million rand business. And the good, there was, when, the, when, when we did the deal, there was good news and bad news. How many of you have been in situations in your life where you've got good news and bad news? <laughs> <laughs> the good news was that we did the deal. The other piece of the good news was they wanted to make me MD. The bad news was because no one knew you in the negotiations, we couldn't give you the shares that were due to you, and that was only 8.5% of the 300 million rand business. How many of you have realized that out of all adversity comes opportunity? So I've learned that in my life. It's, it's never ever what it seems. And uh, long story, but I, I ended up resigning. When I resigned, I had uh, 16 weeks leave due to me. In five years, I'd accumulated 16 weeks. I got four weeks a year. Worked that out. I'd, I'd sold my soul to create something different. Would I do it again? Yeah. What I learned was very powerful. Ended up in, ended up in the US. I resigned. Um, didn't know what I was going to do. But I knew that I could do one thing, and that was sell. Um, I've been in sales for nearly 30 years. How did I get into sales? I failed university, got kicked out of home, and was told, go find a job. <laughs> so I got in sales. My dad had a mate who uh, was pretty high up in the motor vehicle industry. He said, yeah, I'll give your son a job. They, uh, they paid me a little retainer. It was enough for me to uh, play golf three times a week and buy some beers and cover my rent. And that's all I needed, and that's how I got into sales. That was nearly, nearly 30 years ago. So, so I've been in sales, I knew that I could sell, but I ended up in the US in, uh, 12 years ago on a course with a guy called Blair Singer. How many of you have heard of Blair Singer before? So how many of you have never heard of Blair Singer? Okay, cool. How many of you have heard of a guy called Robert Kiyosaki? Anyone in the room never heard of Robert Kiyosaki? So uh, Blair is Robert's longest standing, oldest, rich dad advisor. And I ended up in a program with Blair. Blair's speciality is sales, communication, and team development. And uh, if, if you guys have ever been on a program like MMI with T. Harvecker, anyone been on those, those type of programs? Uh, uh, MMI, T. Harvecker, all the trainers that teach and train and assist that comes through Blair's training. Um, he's one of the top trainers of trainers in the world. And uh, I ended up in a program in Phoenix, Arizona, didn't really know what I was doing there. And it was a two-day sales program followed by a five-day franchise program. I was looking at potentially investing in a business franchise they had. And uh, that, that two-day program was one of the most transformational things I'd ever done in my life. And it dramatically shifted me. And seven days later, I left the US, no money in South Africa, but signing for a franchise worth $250,000. So people say to me, I have no money. I have a, simple, I have a simple, simple philosophy in my life. When I make a commitment, I find a way to find the money. When I make no commitment, there's no reason to find a way. And I just knew that, that I wanted to work with Blair. He's an incredible teacher, trainer. I loved what he did. And I, and I wanted to teach my biggest fear at that stage. Any, anyone guess what it was? Public speaking. You go figure. You buy a $250,000 franchise where you're going to have to teach and train people, stand in front of people. The re reason was is I connected with his mission. I connected with who he was. I connected with the type of person he was. Came back to South Africa. By the time I... At the time I'd been in South Africa for two days, I resold 30% back to him because we were launching the franchise for Africa. Found another partner who came in with 30% and they had to 
that they come up with just over 80,000 US dollars well in the game. Three years later, I defranchised and I was in a hole for two, two million rand. And, uh, and that's been the journey in terms of where you know, we were talking at lunchtime is, is how many of you have made mistakes in your life? Yeah, how many of you uh, are happy to make those mistakes? How many of you, when you look back, you'd say, I'll make those mistakes again because that's got me to where I am right now? So mistakes are critical. So we made some mistakes, but through that journey, um, ultimately ended up in the last two years to be able to work directly with Kiyosaki himself who developed a program two years ago called Awaken Your Financial Genius. I actually had him out here two weeks ago doing a program that we call Get Real. And uh, some of you might know he's just launched a new book called Fake. How many of you are sick of fake people? Fake money. Fake assets. Fake business. Fake politicians. So the game, the game was, it, it's called Get Real. And, and I have a huge passion for teaching people and helping people get real. Because it is about get real. Get real with integrity. Get real with what you do. What does that have to do with sales? It has to do, it has everything to do with sales. It's people connect with people who are real. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Turn to the person next to you say, I think I know what he's talking about. <laughs> so so that, gives you, that gives you a little insight into, into my journey. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I've always been an entrepreneur. Started my first business when I was 16 at boarding school. Uh, borrowed money from my dad to lend to other kids so that they could buy things that their parents wouldn't give them money for so that I could make money that my dad wouldn't give me money for. And uh, it was a pretty lucrative business. I made 60% term interest. It was a loan shop business. And I look back, it was like pretty unscrupulous, but, uh, <laughs> but that was the first venture into business. I've always been in sales. It's, it's what I've done. And the reason is, is I realized that sales is probably the most important skill that anyone needs to, uh, to be able to master. I'm going to talk to you that, about, about that for the next hour. So let me ask you this. How many of you learned about money at school? How many of you learned how to manage money at school? How many of you learned how to make money at school? Okay, my experience, just my thing, my, my experience at school, school doesn't teach us about money. School doesn't teach us how to make money. School doesn't teach us how to create money. School doesn't teach us how to leverage money. What school teaches us in, in what Kiyosaki teaches us, of you that know Kiyosaki, what school teaches us is this. Everyone know what this is? Yeah. What's it called? Income. So at school, my recollection of school was this. School taught us get A. So you can make lots of. So you can buy nice. And the flow goes out. Yes, how many of you connect with what I've just said? So get a great job, make tons of money so you can buy nice things, so you can save good money, so you can retire when you're 65 and everything else works okay. And now what we learn is, well, maybe that job thing doesn't really work. How many of you found that out as a group of entrepreneurs? Some of you never got into that, but some of us got into that and then realized it's not where, where we really want it to be. For some people, they got out of it, not from your own choice. Maybe you got retrenched and suddenly you found there was a need to make some money. So what we do is we go and we open a... And people tell us, if you have a business, you can make some... I'm going to share, can I share a secret with you? These are vehicles for money, they don't make money. Okay, job is a vehicle for money. A business is a vehicle for money. Network marketing, some of you might be involved in that industry, is a vehicle for money. There's only one thing that makes money. In business, money's called income. 
There's only one thing that makes money, and it's this. What's it called? What's it called? Sales. Sales, Sales equals income. Sales equals what? Income. Sales equals what? Income. Sales equals income. Now, how many of you don't have enough money? How many of you could do with a lot more money? So I ask the question again, how many of you have teams that could do with making a lot more money? Okay, there's a very high likelihood that if you don't have money, if you have cash flow problems, if your teams can't make money, if, uh, if at the end of the month you have more month left than money in your business, there's a high, high chance that the number one reason is you cannot, you cannot, you cannot sell. My experience having worked with, as I said, tens of thousands of entrepreneurs and salespeople around the world over the last decade is that most salespeople can't sell. It's a pretty bold statement, but most salespeople can't sell. Most salespeople are out there trying to convince people to do things that they don't want to do. When I ask the word, how many, you know, I'll ask this, how many of you here are in sales? How many of you are not in sales? Or don't see yourself as a salesperson? Some of the words that come up are things like, well, I don't like convincing people to do things that they don't want to do. Well, it's not really my area of speciality. If you want to make a lot of money, you have to be able to. You have to be able to. It's pretty simple. So the number one thing that school never taught us how to do was sell. Well, my experience anyway, and it's what I observe, I have two daughters, 19 and 15, school doesn't teach them how to sell either. My youngest daughter started a business when she was 10, took her product to school, and I got a phone call from the headmaster saying, please tell your daughter not to do that at school. She was selling. I did, I, I did actually, a year later. When she was 10, her first business made a, a net profit of 10,000 Rand at the end of the year. Because she can do one thing. She can sell. But the school was upset. You're not allowed to sell things at school. Other than on Entrepreneur's Day. When you make cookies and do whatever you do. So that's the one thing that was never taught. Why? Because when you want to fill the income side of your business, it comes from one thing. It comes from? Sales. And out of sales, you want to sell more than you? Sell more than you? You've got to sell more than you spend, and that creates what? Profit. And with that profit, you do what? Now you build assets. Most entrepreneurs don't do that. They're trying to create as much income as they can so they can survive every month. But the other thing was, the other thing, if you're like me that wasn't taught at school, was this. So the two key things that aren't taught at school, one, how to sell, and two, how to become financially literate. Two most, in my, my opinion, whose opinion? In my opinion, the two most important things in, in business as an entrepreneur. If you cannot sell, you can't earn money. If you can't read numbers, you can't make money, make money. Money's not hard to make. In fact, money's very simple to make. But most people have never been taught how to make money. That makes sense? When you look at the greatest entrepreneurs in the world, all of them have one thing in common. Every single one of them, they can do one thing. What is it? They can all sell. You see, in your business, what happens if money's not coming in? Take a deep breath for some of you. What happens when the money's not coming in? 
it shuts down, doesn't it? It's called death. Your business dies. You see, pretty simply, sales equals income. Income equals life. The better you sell, the better you earn, the better you earn, the better you live. Sales, in simple terms, is the lifeblood of any business. Because income is the lifeblood of any business. I work with too many entrepreneurs that tell me, no, 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 I don't sell, I'll find someone. Can you, you know, I had someone the other day say to me, can you find someone that can sell in my business? I go, sure I can. But the first thing is I want to know, can you sell? No, 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 I'm not a salesperson. I said, that's the biggest problem. It's because you can't take control of the income that needs to come into your own business. In, in my team, I know this, that if we have income problems and my team's not selling, I at least can take control of that and get out and create income if I need to create income. Does that make sense? Because I can sell. It's the one skill that I've learned. You know, I failed Vasti, I failed School of Minds, I did a whole lot of other things that I shouldn't have done in life, but I did learn how to sell. Because I always wanted to make, I wanted to make money. I realized that, that there was a direct relation to the life that I wanted to live. You know, when I was 23 and I was playing golf four times a week, well, when I was at Vasti and I was uh, playing golf four times a week and I never went to a single lecture and uh, I was doing what I was doing after playing golf four times a week, I needed, I needed to have some. So I had two little businesses at the same time when I was at Vasti. So I could fund, I could found stuff, I sold. Does, it, does that make sense? So, but sales is not just about generating money. Because income is not all just about money, is it? So in business terms, income is shown by money. What about in a relationship? What about, we, we, were, talk, we were talking at lunch about business partnerships. What is the income that you want in a business partnership? Billy, Billy was talking about building cultures, employing people, building teams. What's, what's, what's the word? It's trust. Thank you. The income that comes out of a business partnership is trust. My experience, most small to medium-sized business, businesses that break up, the partnerships break up, not because of money, but because of breakdown of trust. Now I've worked with, how many of you have experienced business partners that make a lot of money and suddenly that business goes bang? Not money. Somebody did something that they shouldn't have done. They break trust. Employer-employee relationships. Based on? How many of you have employed people? How many of you have said, I never employ people again? Because they broke what? They broke trust. Well, how many of you have been that person that have broken trust? Come on. I can put up both hands. Because for me, that's one of the biggest problems that we have in business and in life, is people don't hold trust. Trust comes from what? Where do you get trust from? Trust comes from one thing. Delivery according to promise. Very good. Trust comes from agreement. Say that with me. Trust comes from? Agreement. Trust comes from? Agreement. Trust comes from? Agreement. Trust comes from agreement. You break agreements, you break trust. You honor agreements, you honor trust. So, I look at little things. Brian's agreement with you, for example, was be back in the room at 1.30. How many people came in late? 
You break trust. They're little things that people watch. When it comes to sales, that's what people watch. Can you get to a meeting on time? Can you deliver on time? Do you honor the agreement that you made with the client on time? When you do that, people build trust. When you, when you build trust, you grow up. My experience in the world at the moment, my experience in South Africa is most people do not honor agreements. I'll do it as long as it suits me. If it doesn't suit me, there's something better to do. I'll do that. I experienced it. We, we run a lot of free events. And I, I understand our numbers in free events, but I also have a team that 24 hours before the free event will phone people and say, are you coming? What do you think they say? Yes. And tomorrow morning when we have the free event, what happens? They don't come. It's agreement. Now what it tell some and when I ask them, hey, what happened? No, 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 I had to do it. Okay, good. Now that might be a once-off. What I start seeing with certain people, it's a repetitive habit. No, 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 do no, don't pitch up. So in your business, when you're selling, what are you communicating? Are you communicating that people can trust you? There's all look, how many of you this afternoon could be doing something else? Every single one of us, yes? I could be doing something something else. Every single one of us could be doing something else, but you made the agreement that you're going to be in this room. Okay, and the first agreement comes with who? The first agreement is the agreement with yourself. Some of you don't trust yourself because you don't honor the agreements that you make with yourself. You know, Ryan and I, one of my favorite, he knows, and, and we talk about one of my favorite to topics is the topic of me being fit or fat. I swear my existence being fit or fat. And when I'm fat, it comes down to not honoring agreements. And when I'm fit, it comes down to honoring agreements. And that, that, that comes down to how do I communicate with myself? What do you say to yourself? You know, Paul yesterday talked about habits. Did you guys enjoy that talk? Yeah. It was pretty awesome, wasn't it? He talked about habits. A habit comes from making an... It's all right. He made an agreement with himself that every single day he was going to run how many minutes? 15 minutes. 15, that is it. Not a lot, just 15. He made an agreement. And he, if I remember, he told the story when he was on day 55, 56 or something like that. He was here in Joburg, looked out of the window, saw the barbed wire, said, I can't run. It was quarter to 12 and went, I have an. And that builds trust. You see, when you wake up tomorrow morning and say, I need to find 10 people so that I can book appointments because that's what you agreed to do and you don't do it by the end of the week, you break what? You break trust. So it comes from agreement in partnerships. What about a relationship? I don't know, like marriage. What's the income in a marriage? So trust is, I think trust is the overarching thing. But what a woman want? Some of you guys are thinking it. Someone said everything. So what do women want? When it comes down to when it comes down to the most important thing, they want to be loved. Look, how many of you know women that have everything in life? They have everything. They have the greatest cars, big houses, great holidays, everything, but they're not loved. What happens to their spirit? It's dead. So we fit in here. 
It's the same as in a business partnership. When trust is broken, it breaks you here. Not in here. That makes sense? You know, I, I've heard the young lady asking the question about her business when customers don't honor the agreement that they have. It breaks you where? <sighs> Emotionally. Spiritually. So woman at the most basic, basic, most important need is to be loved. That's the income. In the, in, in, would you agree with me, ladies? You want to feel loved? You'll walk to the end of the earth if you know you're truly loved. You'll put up with lots of shit if you know you're truly loved. Yes? What do men want? What most of you guys were thinking, that's part of respect. <laughs> men want respect? If men are getting loved but they don't feel respected, their spirit dies. Yes? So in all areas of life, there's an income. But some of you might not like this word sales. So should we change it? Pretty simple. Sales is the art of communication. If you cannot communicate, you cannot earn. If you cannot earn, you cannot live. The one skill that's not taught at school is how to communicate. You can pass school without actually speaking to anybody. You can be an absolute recluse. Go to, go to classes every single day, study hard, do your homework, never interact with people in any meaningful manner, and you'll pass school. And people say, well done. You're very smart. I mean, you realize you don't really learn how to communicate at school. Not in the way that you need to be able to communicate. So if you don't like the word sales, just change it. Communication. In marriage, what's the biggest failing in marriage? Communication. What's the biggest failing with business partners? Communication. What's the biggest failing in employer-employee relationships? Communic communication. What's the biggest failing with yourself when you don't make money? Communication. Can you sell to yourself why you need to look at who owes you money and how you're going to pick up the phone? That's a sale. Everything in life comes down to communication. The art of selling is the art of communication. Communication is the single most important skill in business and in life. The better you get at communicating, the better your life will be. How many of you are poor communicators? I'll put up both my hands. Because my journey is to be an, a master of communication. Most people think they're communicating, but they're not. What they're doing is telling. <laughs> communication is a two-way dialogue. Speak less, listen more. How many of you realize most people speak too much? Most people have too much to say. The art of communication is say little, listen lots. When you do that, you find out what people want. When you find out what people want, that is the key to making a lot of money. Paul said it yesterday in terms of uh, the quote from Brian Tracy. How many of you remember that quote? You know, paraphrase it. What, what, what do you put up there? If you go out and you help a lot of people make a lot of money, you'll make a lot of money, yes? We have another way of saying it. If you go out and help people get what they want, you will get what you want. 
I say it again, if you go out and you help people get what they want, you will get what you want. The art of sales is helping people get what they want. Now, you've got to look at your morals, ethics, because it's how you do it. You know, it's up to you. So over lunch, I, I did like hearing, you don't have to deal with everybody. And I believed it. One of the reasons most people have to deal with everybody is because they're desperate. In sales, you can smell desperate from a mile away. We call it, in the, in the, in the revving world, we call it commission breath. <laughs> you can smell salespeople that are desperate. You can smell entrepreneurs who are desperate. In sales, you can't be desperate. But desperation often comes because we don't do enough work at the top. You guys learned a lot about generating leads, yes? When you don't have enough people to speak to, you get desperate. And when one person says, oh, okay, I'm interested, suddenly you're all over them, you vomit all over them about, and they can smell it. <laughs> so it's not about being desperate. So go back to this. So sales equals? Sales equals? Income equals? Sales equals? Income equals? Stands to reason. That sales is a life skill. What sales reps do as a profession. Selling is a life skill. Communication is a life skill. As I said, I have two daughters, 19 and 15. Oldest daughter's at university. Did I want her to go to university? I didn't actually really care. I, I have a very different view on education. I have a very different view on school. It's probably why I spent time with a guy called Robert Kiyosaki. But my oldest daughter came and said, Dad, I want to get a varsity. I said, sure, no problem. Do I put pressure on her to pass? No, it's her choice. She knows the consequences. It's her choice. But what I am very clear with her is, when you get a degree, do not think that it's the source of wealth. Do not think just because you have a degree, you're going to get a great job, you're going to make lots of money, you're going to retire. She understands that. She's been in enough of our rooms. So I'm teaching her two key skills. Any guesses what they are? Sales. Sales and communication. Same thing. That's the one skill. The second one? Financial literacy. How to understand numbers. How to understand money. How to know where money flows. How to understand where money comes from. How to understand how do you make money when you make money. How do you make money, make money. All the stuff that was never taught at school. Because she gets a degree and she gets a job. Well, I wanted to get the best possible job she can, so she better be able to sell, so she can sell her way through the door, so she gets the right job. When she makes money, I want to be able to understand that if she wants to really create wealth, she needs to understand what she needs to do with her money. Not get caught in the corporate trap of, oh, you got a nice car allowance, you better buy the right car. You have a provident fund? No thanks. The four grand that you're going to pay me for my provident fund I could put into buying gold every month or I could put into a property every month and does that make sense? It's neither right or wrong, that's just what I wanted to learn. My youngest daughter can sell. She's always been able to do that. And she's, uh, when we run cash flow games and Awaken Your, we, we ran that program Awaken Your Financial Genius, which is a, it's a 10 week, it's a 10 week program where we focus on 10 key areas taught by the risk debt advisors. So in the last two years, I've run four of those programs. She's missed five evenings out of the 40. 
She's in the room. She's at the table. She plays. She plays. She plays. She plays. She's, she, she, she wants to make money. I, I understand this. She'll never have a problem making money. Go to Vosti, don't go to Vosti, get a job, don't get a job. But she knows how to sell. And she knows how to use money to make money. Does that make sense? How many of you are getting a different perspective of the importance of sales? Sales is the lifeblood of your business. Yep. You want to earn a lot of money? You have to be able to. You have to be able to sell. So, 